God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your brother Jesse Jarb coming at you from North Carolina, USA. And this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human, ladies and gentlemen. A very interesting, very unusual topic today. I know um, I say unusual, but I mean it in the sense of I don't usually do these kinds of topics. I don't usually talk about this stuff. But it is something that God has told me to say, that God told me to do, so I must obey the voice of the Lord. Today's topic is, God is closing the door, get to it before it closes. God is closing the door, get to it before it closes. And I know that this is a topic that I don't usually talk about, ladies and gentlemen, but it is a topic that we must do. It is a topic that the Lord has told me to do. So I must obey the voice of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. And so, let's get right into it. But before, of course, let us do our commencing prayer. Dear Jesus, dear God, we give you thanks, Lord, because it is another wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. It is another day that you have allowed us to have, God. It is another day that you have allowed us to be here, to be alive, Lord. I ask that everyone who listens, may they be blessed by the word, may they be blessed by the the things that we talk about today, God. I ask that everyone who listens, may they be blessed by everything they listen to, something new about your word that they learn today, God. That everyone who listens, may they be blessed, may they learn something new, and may you transform their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. God is closing the door. Get to it before it closes. What door are we talking about today, ladies and gentlemen? What door? God is closing the door for the church to be saved. God is closing the door for the people that don't know Jesus can be saved. It sounds confusing. But this is how I, this is what I'm trying to say. What I mean by that ladies and gentlemen is God is closing the door that is allowing people that don't know Jesus to come and be saved but people don't want to know Jesus this world doesn't want to know Jesus and the time is coming the time is coming soon ladies and gentlemen that the door will be closed and that the church will be gone the church as in us as in Christians as in people who already have accepted have received Jesus in their life The Bible says that, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That is the door that I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. God is telling or about to tell his son Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, to get us, to get his people, to get the church, to get the bride of the lamb 
That's what the Bible calls us. La novia del cordero, the bride of the lamb. The bride of the lamb, that's who we are. Now when I say, and when the Bible says, the bride of the lamb, I don't literally mean that God or that Jesus is going to marry us up in heaven. I don't literally mean that us as a church is going to marry all billions of us that, uh, that are saved and that go to heaven. No. What I, what I believe, and this is my opinion, you can have your opinion, but my opinion and my belief, when the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, the lamb or the, the, the bride of the lamb, I, I think that it's meaning in the, in the metaphorical term as in how us men, and I'm talking to men, this time I'm talking to straight up men, how we men have to wait for our bride, ladies and gentlemen, at the altar. Jesus is about to get his bride, who he is waiting for, at the altar. We men have to wait for our bride at the altar for her to come down the aisle for we can marry her. I had to wait for my bride at the altar, ladies and gentlemen, for I can marry my wife. For I can marry her. And that is that's what the Bible is talking about when it says the bride of the Lamb. It doesn't literally mean that Jesus is going to marry us. It means that Jesus is waiting for his father to say, now you can get your bride. The same way that fathers or, or, and, and fathers and men give away brides to the people that are going to marry them. Mostly fathers. Mostly fathers. The same way that fathers, as a tradition, give away their daughters to the groom. That is, how, that is what Jesus is waiting for. For his father to say, now you can get your bride. Now you can get the church. The church as a whole, ladies and gentlemen. Not every single person or every single Christian. Jesus is going to marry every single Christian. No, that means the church as a whole. Is the bride of the Lamb. The church as a whole is what Jesus is waiting for his father to say, Here you go, or the time is now, the time is here, go get them. Go get the church, go get your bride. It means, in a metaphorical term, this is why we don't take, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible literally all the time. Yes, there are some verses of the Bible that literally mean what it says. For example, it literally says that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's what it literally means. It, mean, it says that we 
are the, son, the sons of God, the children of God, and that's what it literally means. Because God is a good father. But when it says the bride of the Lamb, it means that, ladies and gentlemen, the bride of Jesus is the church. The church is the bride of Jesus. The church as a whole, us Christians, all of us that received and believe in Jesus as the Son of God are His bride. So, contrary to popular belief, people say, oh, Jesus is going to marry the church, so that means Jesus is gay. Or that means Jesus is a woman. Or that means God is a woman. Or that means... No. Because we're not talking about literally. We're not talking about uh, a literally literal bride marrying Jesus. I rebuke the devil. I rebuke um, all those comments in the name of Jesus. May, may the Lord rebuke the devil himself. Because those are impure comments. Those are impure, ladies and gentlemen, impure beliefs. Just because the Bible says the bride of, the, of Jesus, the bride of the Lamb, people think, oh, Jesus is gay because he's going to marry the church. No. It doesn't literally mean it like that. It means metaphorically. It's a, it's a simile. If you will. What's a simile? A simile is something that's comparing one thing to another, right? So the Bible is using a simile. The Bible is comparing one to the other. And that. Is what it means. So God, ladies and gentlemen, is closing the door. God is saying, or is about to say, or is about to tell Jesus to get his people. But remember, the Bible says that Jesus is going to get his people in the thief of the, like a thief in the night, like a robber. Like a like a thief in the night. What does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, again, something else that doesn't literally mean in the night or a thief in the night. Something else that doesn't literally mean what it says. When the Bible says, ladies and gentlemen, that, the, that Jesus is going to get the church like a thief in the night, it's when we least. Expect it. When the church, when the world least expects it. That is when Jesus will come. And that time is near. Because less and less, ladies and gentlemen, are we expecting, unfortunately, Jesus' return. Because people are, people are already saying... Oh, they've said that for the past 2,000 years. Oh, they said that for the past 
I don't know how long. Oh, they said that for the past, for my whole life. I've been hearing that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, and He hasn't come yet. So I don't believe it anymore. People don't expect the the, the return of Jesus anymore. People don't expect the second coming of Jesus anymore. It's sad to say, but it's true. Like a thief in the night. In other words, when we least expect it, ladies and gentlemen, when the church and when the world least expects it, that is when Jesus will come to take his people. Less and less, ladies and gentlemen, are we expecting the arrival of our Lord. And as a matter of fact, that should be the contrary. And what do I mean when I say that we should be, or that should be the contrary? Because as Christians, as Christians, we ladies and gentlemen should do the exact opposite. Instead of not expecting Jesus, instead of not expecting Jesus' second return or return for him to get us. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be expecting Jesus. We should be saying as uh, John said in the book of Revelation. We should be saying, come, O Lord, come for your people, come for us. Come get your people. Come get your bride. Come and get us. And bring us into that peaceful heaven. And that time is near, ladies and gentlemen. That time is near. We are finally caught up. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are now simulcasting again uh, from Facebook Live and Anchor or Whatever podcast you're listening from, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are simulcasting at the moment now. And again, today's topic is God is closing the door. Get to it before it closes. So, why? Why am I talking about this today? And, and I said this before, it's because... God needs us, needs me, and not only me, but us as a whole, as, as Christians, as a church, to start talking about this. Because people are no longer believing it. People are no longer expecting it. People are no longer wanting to wait for the Lord. People no longer expect Jesus' return. As I said. God is closing the door, ladies and gentlemen. And before it closes, you might want to get here as a Christian or as a non-Christian. If you're not Christian, you might want to, ladies and gentlemen, get to Jesus. Come back to Jesus. You might want to. Because when that door closes, there is nobody that can open it. The Bible says when, I, when God closes a door, no one can open it. 
when God opens the door, no one can close it. And God is closing the door to allow people to be saved. God is closing the door. And Jesus' return is coming. It's, it's close. Why are we not expecting it? And I know, and it's because people say, I've heard that my whole life. It's because people say they've been saying that for the past 2,000 years and he hasn't come yet. It's because that people say, I don't believe it till I see it. But when it does happen, and they still don't believe it, they're going to believe the news that's going to say, oh, a Martian or aliens took all those crazy Christians and left their clothes behind, left their jewelry behind. The, the news is going to say, sources say, all that was left was his jewelry, his clothes, and his shoes. The news is going to say Martians. Rumors are going to say that Martians took us, took Christians away. Rumors are going to say we all ran and hid somewhere. Rumors are going to say that we all disappeared out of a storm or something. There's going to be a lot of rumors, a lot of different stories of how we left, of how all the Christians in the world disappeared. Well, not all the Christians, but all the true Christians disappeared. The people that stay, the people that know about Jesus and know the Bible and stay, Those are the people that are gonna, gonna that are gonna testify and say, "No, no, it wasn't Martians. No, it wasn't uh, aliens. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was Jesus that took them. It was the Lord that took them. I stayed because I didn't listen. I stayed because I didn't go to church. I stayed because I didn't want to." believe in any of that but now I see and now I believe and it's too late for me unfortunate but true people are going to say many different things ladies and gentlemen many different people are going to say many different things people are going to say that Martians took us People are going to say that we disappeared in a smoke. That we disappeared and we ran to an unknown location. But the people that are going to survive. The people that are going to stay. The people that do stay. Are the people that are going to testify and say it was Jesus that took them. 
after the church leaves, ladies and gentlemen, there will be another door. After the church leaves, ladies and gentlemen, those that stayed will be preaching and people will be saved. Yes, people still will be saved, but they won't be as part of the church. They won't be part of the Christians that come back down to earth after the great tribulation. They won't be part of the church and fight with alongside Jesus against those that didn't want to believe. They won't be a part of us. And I apologize for my dog in the background barking up a storm. But ladies and gentlemen, God, God, ladies and gentlemen, God is closing the door. Run to the door. Run to the door, ladies and gentlemen, before it closes. Run to the door before it closes. Because when that door closes, no one will be able to open it. You want to be a part of this. Trust me. You want to be a part of the church. You don't want to be a part of those that stay and get the mark of the beast. You don't want to be a part of those that stay after the church leaves and get the mark of the beast and if you don't get the mark of the beast the Bible says that those that don't get the mark those that refuse to get the mark they would either have to run and try to survive but the problem will be that they will no longer be able to buy or sell anything Don't believe me? Hmm. You don't believe me today, but when you, when you hear that the church left, when you hear that the Christians disappeared, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll believe what I'm talking about. You might not believe me today. You might say, that's just a bunch of baloney. That's just a bunch of nonsense. I don't believe anything you're saying. That's just a bunch of nonsense. I don't, I'm not going to believe it until I see it, as a lot of people say. But if you do stay, it won't be because you didn't hear the, excuse me, you, it won't be because you didn't know about Jesus. Because I'm telling you about Jesus today. It won't be because you didn't know that this was going to happen. Because I'm telling it to you today. 
It'll be because of your own decision not to believe. It'll be because of your own decision not to want to get to the door that is still open. But it's closing slowly but surely. When that clock strikes 12, hmm, when the time of the Lord, when the clock of God strikes midnight, we will be gone. And if you stay, it won't be because I didn't preach. It won't be because you didn't hear me. It would be because you didn't want to believe me. It would be because you didn't want to obey the voice of the Lord used by me. Or, or, or excuse me, not used by me. But me being used by Him. The voice of the Lord coming out of my mouth. Because He has the mic and I'm only the speaker. Talking into a different mic. Him using my voice. Him using my lips. Him using my mouth as a speaker. For you to hear what I have to say. What God has to say. My friend. Get to the door. The door is closing. The time is at hand. We see it all around the world. We see more and more the hatred towards God. More and more the hatred towards Christians. More and more do we see that the end times, that the end of days is here. That most of what, uh, what the book of Revelation has said is done. What the book of Isaiah has said is done. Not all of it. Most of it. Jesus said that the end, in the end times and the four, in the four gospels, as, what, as we Christians call them, in the four gospels, the gospel of John, the gospel of Luke, the gospel of Mark, the gospel of Matthew, In the four Gospels, Jesus says that in the end times, you will hear and we will hear about wars, rumors of wars, hunger, stench, and pain. Rumors of wars coming soon. Hunger like no one has ever seen. Stench. Pain. Storms that people have never seen in their lives. The moon turning blood red. The skies telling of his coming. 
These are all signs that Jesus said was going to happen. These are all signs that the Bible says was going to happen. Not only Jesus, but the Bible itself as well. It said that all these signs will come when we least expect it. Jesus will arrive and bring his church. When we least expect it, Jesus will arrive and take his church with him up to heaven, away from what is going to happen on this earth. My friend, you do not want to be here, especially if you don't want the mark, especially if you don't want what is probably most likely going to be a microchip. It'll probably start out, ladies and gentlemen, as probably... Healthcare. It'll probably start out as probably, you know, something cool, something good. Because the Bible, uh, the Bible always says, and the Bible says that the devil always shows something good and nice that will please the people for him to trick them. The beast, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that the beast, the beast's mark, it's not going to come by force, ladies and gentlemen, automatically. It's going to come by, hey, here's some free health care. It's going to come by, hey, here's some, here's a free microchip for you can, you don't have to use your credit card anymore. You don't have to use cash anymore. You don't have to use you know, your phone or tablet anymore. You just need this microchip in your hand or in your forehead. And you can buy and sell and do whatever you want with it. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is near. The time is near. The day is upon us. That Jesus will return. That God will close the door. Santo eres Dios. And what will happen next. Only God knows. My friend you do not want to be there. You do not want to be there when God closes that door. No sir. You do not want to be there when God closes that door. God has the door open. The door of salvation is still open. The door for you to be saved is still open, but it's closing. It's closing. Don't let it close without you inside of it. Inside that door, that door that says on the top of the, on the top of it, it reads salvation. It reads peace. It reads joy. It reads child of God. My friend, you can be a part of it. You can be a part of the children of God. You can be a part of the family of Jesus Christ. You can be a part of, ladies and gentlemen, while the 
while unfortunately the world will be suffering through great tribulation here on earth, we as the church will be celebrating seven years. For seven years, ladies and gentlemen, we will be celebrating because we will be together as one whole church, as one whole nation in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be celebrating with Jesus, with our family members that have died before us, with our, with our ladies and gentlemen, with our friends that have died before us. We will be celebrating because we will all be together again. Seven years of celebration. Never been to a seven-year party? Seven years of celebration, my friend. Be a part of that. Don't be a part of the great tribulation. Don't be a part of those that say, I hate God. I don't want to be a part of God. I don't want nothing to do with God. And then at the end of it all, ladies and gentlemen, the one who will be suffering without God is you. You who said to yourself, God doesn't exist. You, to, you who said to yourself, I don't need God. You who said to yourself, you young person who said, that's for the old people. You, you uh, 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 elderly who said, that's for the youngins. Oh, I've heard it all before. I've heard people say that's for the older people. I've heard people say that's for the youngins. I've heard people say that's for the children. I've heard people say that's for elderlies. I've heard it all. That's for people who are depressed. That's for people who need joy. That's for people that not like me. That's for rich people. That's for poor people. That's for this. That's for that. No. The gospel of Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen, is for everyone who wants to believe that he is. I said this before. That he is what? That he is God. That he is the son of God. That he is the one true savior. The one Messiah. And not just some prophet on the Bible. Not just another prophet in history. No. The one who died for my sins and your sins. The one who resurrected on the third day. The one who calls himself. Ladies and gentlemen. The one who is worthy to be called. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Be a part of the family of Jesus Christ. Be a part of the family of God, the children of God. Be a part of the nation, of the Christian people, of the, of the crazy Christians. Because yes, people call us crazy all the time. People called us crazy for the past 3,000, 2,000 years and still they called us crazy. They called us crazy. Imagine what they called Jesus. They called us crazy. Imagine what they said about Jesus. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, we got nothing. 
We're nothing. We got nothing compared to Jesus. We got no punishment compared to Jesus. Jesus suffered the worst of the worst, but he as well knows everything we're going through and everything we've been through. Because he suffered the worst of the worst, he knows pain. He knows suffering. He knows what we are going through. He knows depression. He knows oppression. Santo de Dios. I don't know why. He knows it all, ladies and gentlemen. And yet, he went through it all just to save you. Think about it like think of it like this. And I said this before, I said this in a in a previous topic. Think of it like this. You are the only person on earth. You are the only person who will be who who, who was created. You are the only person on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in sin, you are in suffering, you are in depression, and Jesus was still, would have still have came just for you and died just for you. If you were the only person on earth, if you were the only one on earth who has ever sinned, and there was no Adam, and there was no Eve, and there was no Jesse, and there was no uh, uh, James, and there was no uh, uh, David, there was no Daniel, there was no Samuel, there was no um, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you were the only one on earth, whoever has lived, and you are living today, Jesus would have still came and died for you, solely for you. That's how much he had, that's how much love he has for us humans. If there was only one human on this earth, ladies and gentlemen, he would have died for that one human. He would have died. He would have came. He would have took off all his glory. He would have took put to put his put the glory to the side he would have put his his riches his glory his majesty his all powerfulness to the side became a human just like he did became a poor poor child just like he did grew up per, in perfection just like he did and died on the cross just like he did. Resurrect on the third day just like he did. Just for you. Tell me. That God has no love. Tell me. That Jesus doesn't love you. And I will tell you 10,000 reasons why he does. God, ladies and gentlemen, still has the door open, but it is closing. 
God still has the door open, but it is closing. Don't let it close without you inside it. The door to heaven. The door to salvation. The door to abundance and life. The door to everlasting life. Because you might you might die tomorrow, but that doesn't mean, ladies and gentlemen, no. That doesn't mean death. That's just the first death. But when you die with Jesus in your life, and you follow His commandments, and you do what the Bible says, and you fast, and you pray, and you read the Bible, and you do His will. And you die tomorrow. I promise you my friend. That will be the only death you see. Because in heaven. When you get to heaven. You will temporarily be only in spirit. But then when the trumpet sounds. And the rest of us go to heaven. Ladies and gentlemen with you. You will have a glorified body. A glorified body. You will once again be body, body, uh, spirit, and soul. Excuse me, I kind of <laughs> couldn't think of it for a minute there. You will once again be body, spirit, and soul. But ladies and gentlemen, it will be a glorified, undenied, unsinful. Body, soul, and spirit. Be a part of that, my friend. Because unfortunately, if you don't want to be a part of that and you never decide to accept Jesus in your life, you will see more than one death. You will be you, will, you might die tomorrow without Jesus. And you might die and you might go to hell. And then suffer eternally. And that's the second death. But you will never die. You will be suffering eternally. Hell is real. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunate but true, because the Bible says it. If you don't believe me, and if you believe that heaven is real but not hell, then you're saying that Jesus is a liar, because he said it himself. If you're saying that hell is real and not heaven, well then you're calling Jesus a liar again. You're calling God a liar again. And God is God. He cannot lie. There is a heaven. And there is a hell. And one day. Hell. And everyone who is in it. Including the devil and his demons. Will be thrown. Into the lake of fire. An eternal death that no one can escape from because there will be no swimming. You'll just be suffering. 
eternally in that lake. You really want that for yourself? You think you're suffering now? You think you're in depression now? You think you're in oppression now? No way. Nothing is that. Nothing can be even compared to the lake of fire, to the eternal damnation, to the eternal suffering of those who go into the lake of fire. To hell first and then the lake of fire. My friend, God is closing the door. Be a part of us. Be a part of us that go to heaven. Because one day, sooner or later, even if you don't believe in God today, and you don't, you don't believe anything I'm saying today, my friend, well, that doesn't mean, ladies and gentlemen, you're going... You're not going to believe later because trust me, you will. Because the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess one day. Every knee and every tongue will and shall confess that Jesus is the Lord of Lords. That Jesus is the Son of God and that God is the Almighty, All-Powerful, All-Glorified King of Kings. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Don't like it, don't believe me, fine and dandy, but when it does happen, trust me, the devil won't let you forget my words if you get to hell. Don't believe me today, fine and dandy, but tomorrow or the next day or you or you don't believe me at all and you stick and you stick with that, I'm not going to believe anything that this crazy person on this podcast is saying or on Facebook Live is saying. I'm not going to believe any of that. Fine and dandy. But if you don't believe it and you stick to that, mark my words that, you, that the devil and his demons will make you remember and continuously make you remember my words. That you will believe and know that God is real. That Jesus is real. That Jesus is the Son of God. And that Jesus is the Lord of Lords. Mark my words. Well, Jadip, I don't want to because um, what if, what if they persecute me? What if I get killed? My family will kill me. My friends will kill me if I turn Christian. My family will kill me if I turn Christian. My co-workers, my boss, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, Don't fear those. Don't fear those that can only harm your body. Fear the one that can harm your body and throw your spirit 
into hell and into internal damnation. Fear the one who can either give you life or death. And double. The one who can, the only one who could do that is God, ladies and gentlemen. So the, the Bible is saying, don't fear the humans that can only harm your body. Fear the one that can harm your body, harm your spirit, and harm your soul. Or give you life, eternal life, and eternal, ladies and gentlemen, peace. And when the Bible says fear, it doesn't mean, ladies and gentlemen, that you should be afraid of God. It, should, it means that you should respect God. When the Bible says fear, it means that don't, ladies and gentlemen, be afraid of the humans that can only harm you as a human. Fear and respect the one that can do both. Harm you as a human, harm you as a spirit, harm you, or harm you, or put you in, in, in glory. Now I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what the Bible is saying. Don't fear humans because they can kill you. Respect God because he can either kill or give you life. My friend. Jesus loves you. God loves you. God wants to give you eternal life. Jesus wants to give you eternal life. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit which he sent to us when he left this earth. God wants to give you that eternal life, ladies and gentlemen. If you, ladies and gentlemen, believe in Jesus, and you want to accept him. You want to receive him in your life. Because you want to be a part of that seven year celebration. And you want to be a part of the, of the army of the king of kings. And you want to be a part, ladies and gentlemen, of, the, of those that have eternal peace. Of those that have eternal life. Well, then I encourage you. And inspire you today. To accept Jesus in your life today my friend. Remember. Jesus said he is the way the truth and the life. And only by him. Can we get into heaven. Only by him can we get to the father. No one can go to the father if not through Jesus. Only by Jesus can we get, ever get to heaven. Because he is the door. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the one that says. Let there be light. He is the one that says. Let there be darkness. He is the one that says. Let there be life. He is the one that says. 
let there be death. He is the all-powerful one. The one that can give or take away. He is the one that can defeat. He is the one that can give victory. He is the one that can give you victory and defeat the devil. He is the one that can, that can take away your defeat and make it into victory. He is the one that died for you on the cross and resurrected on the third day to give you life. To give you life and in abundance. You know what that means? That means, ladies and gentlemen, to give you life and plenty of it. To give you life in abundance means to give you so much life, so much joy, so much peace. Eternally. Only Jesus can do that. Only God can do that. So my friend, if you want to accept and receive Jesus in your life right now, Pray the small prayer with me. Say, dear God, I give you thanks. Because you have saved me. Because you sent your son to die for me. And forgive my sins. And resurrect on the third day to give me life. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my family. I thank you for everything you've done for me and everything you will do for me. I receive your son Jesus Christ in my life today. I ask that you give me the peace, the joy, the eternal life that the Bible says you will give me. I accept Jesus in my life today. And I give you thanks for everything else. Amen and amen. My friend, if you did this small prayer with me today, we as Christians believe that you have been born again. We as Christians believe that everything bad that you've ever done, God has forgotten it. God has erased it from his record books. God has giving you brand new life and and written your name in the book of life get into a good bible based christian church today welcome to the family of jesus i say and may god and only god be number one priority in your life as always May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, if you want to support this podcast, go to anchor.fm slash jct to support, to support it monetarily and to support it by being a loyal listener. God bless and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>